KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. The holiday season can be difficult emotionally and mentally for a lot of people. Put that on top of a raging pandemic. And man, there are a lot of landmines we have to be aware of when it comes to our mental health. And how will the last several months leave a lasting impact on all of us? Wanted to talk about all of these things, so reached out to Dr. Rachel Daltrey. She is the director of the Counseling Center at Westchester University. You're going to want to hear this. Give a listen. We're dealing with a lot now, but in quote-unquote normal times, uh, how challenging can the holiday season be for a lot of people? I think people kind of reflexively think of it as a time of good cheer and fun, but that's not always the case, right? Yeah, the this time of year, it can be really challenging for a number of reasons. Uh, one, it gets darker earlier. Uh, we're humans, we like sunlight, and um, that can really impact people's moods in a lot of ways. Same thing with it being colder as well. We're not outside doing as much. We're inside. Um, that can imp- impact people's moods. The other part about the holidays, typically we're around family and dealing with family conflict or expectations around holidays. Like this is what it's supposed to look like or this is what it's supposed to mean. Or I have to get all of these presents or, you know, I have to behave in a certain way or I have to present myself in a certain way. And all of those things can be really, really stressful and can impact how we're viewing ourselves, how we're interacting with other people, which, again, can really impact our mood in a lot of ways, particularly for those who don't have that consistent support of family and friends um, or it's really conflictual on the holiday time. And this time of year really highlights a lot of those things. So now let's take an already existing problem and let's throw a global pandemic that is spiraling out of control right now. Uh, How concerned are you about those two things coming together? Yeah, it's really concerning. I think, especially for a lot of people, my main area of focus is college students. And so typically college students have an escape and then they come home and we prepare them for being home over winter break. Um, However, they haven't had that break. And for a lot of people, especially with the pandemic, aren't able to leave their homes where there may be a lot of conflict or they may be, you know, stuck with people that it's, it's not a safe space for them to be in. And also feeling like, well, I can't do the typical things that I normally do at this time of year. I can't go out. It's not safe or I have to wear a mask or there are limiting numbers or I can't go, you know, out to restaurants. All of that, again, can really add that additional stress to it. And also the isolation piece. That's a thing that, you know, we've been hearing consistently throughout this pandemic is people coping and dealing with the isolation piece and also the anxiety of getting sick. I kind of wish more people had a little bit more of that anxiety of their own well-being, but also, you know, taking care of other people and spreading it, you know, with all of these talks with the vaccine, that's exciting. And also that's not going to completely solve the problem because you may be, if you have the vaccine, you may not get sick. That doesn't mean we don't know yet if that means you can't spread it and still give it to other people who may be at risk for that. So coupling all of that, you know, there's a lot going on right now for a lot lot of people. And it can be, you know, literally and figuratively some dark days here. But you mentioned the vaccine. And I think that's been one of the first lights of hope we've seen that we're going to finally kind of get over this hill. But I mean, we're losing and it kind of amazes me the numbness we've seemed to have developed to this. Or We're losing two, three thousand people a day. That's going to continue here for a long time until we hit brighter days ahead. How do you emotionally, how should you comport yourself dealing with a really dark moment, but knowing that 
things are going to get better on the horizon. Yeah, I talk with a lot of people of the and of things can be really hard, really scary, really difficult. And there are these other places that we can go. There is hope. There, there are, things can get better um, or there are things that we can enjoy right now. So a lot of my focus with people um, who I'm working with is how do we find joy? How do we find joy today? Um, just because things are really hard and really scary and can be really depressing or anxiety provoking or there's been a lot of grief and loss, that doesn't mean we can't also have joy. Um, and that joy kind of keeps us afloat. You know, that's kind of like the little life fest that, that we try to hold on to until um, our circumstances improve and get better where life feels a little bit easier. And you talked about, you know, we get the vaccine and it's not going to be the final piece. It's going to be a big piece of it. But are you worried at all people that, you know, are going to go from down in the, the dumps to, oh, great, everything's fine, like uh, that big emotional swing mm-hmm. And I don't think that can be completely healthy either, right? Yeah, I think, you know, there's always that like initial burst. So you think that adrenaline burst, like, okay, things are are better, we're good. And then, you know, I think it's going to hit a lot of people what we've been dealing with for the past nine months, you know, almost a year, you know, probably be a year until um, people, the the vaccine get out there more, um, that people are going to have a lot of stuff to deal with. Um, when things get better and maybe they have a little bit more space to deal with it. So I think there may be that initial swing and there's that little pop of like, everybody's great. Everything's wonderful. And I think for some people, it's going to be really hard. Um, I think especially for our medical staff, um, hospital nurses, doctors, people who are really on the front line dealing with this. Um, I'm really concerned for their well-being, physical and mental well-being through all of this. How would you, and you talked about find the importance of finding joy you know, and as a life draft to keep you going. But, you know, people that are in the soup here on many different levels and dealing with a lot, what would be some recommendations for you for keeping your sanity while also kind of keeping your eye on brighter days ahead? Yeah, I think it's always a balance. So we want to have like the end point, kind of like if you're running a marathon, you kind of be like, okay, how many more miles do I have to go? And I have this finish line so I can push myself to like get there. Um, and you also have to maintain during all of those miles. So, you know, you have to have like the little energy pockets, you know, feed yourself water, uh, maybe slow down your pace a little bit. Um, so really being intentional, I think on a day-to-day basis is really important is, okay, what am I doing today? How am I feeling today? Those, those check-ins that we have to do with ourselves. How am I feeling physically? How am I feeling mentally? And what do I need? What does it feel like I need right now? Um, that can really keep us afloat and kind of really check in with ourselves so we don't kind of push things to the back too much and then it kind of explodes or it it feels really overwhelming. So I think those intentions can be really important in slowing ourselves down. It also helps us find those little joys or those moments of gratitude. The other piece is of it is how do you get support? So, you know, a lot of people are struggling, feeling isolated. How can I be intentional about connecting with other people? whether it's loved ones in my own life, whether it's professional help with counseling or like an online forum, whatever that may be, is how do I maintain those connecting points? How do I find community and a support system? Because again, you know, when we have a whole bunch of people together supporting one another, you're going to stay afloat a lot easier than when you're trying to go through it on your own. When we take everything into consideration, Do we have any appreciation for the toll the last 
nine months. It'll end up being a year, year and a half will have taken on us as a society. I hope we do. <laughs> I think we need to. Um, I, you know, I, I emphasize the people like I'm really struggling. I'm like, yep, yes, you are. We're going through a pandemic right now. Um, especially dealing with college students being like this online learning is so hard. I don't know why it feels like it should be easier. And it's like, well, it's different. This is not how you're used to learning. And you're going through a pandemic. Um, you know, I always think we, we're not necessarily aware of the toll of like, okay, so I need to go to the grocery store. Okay, what time am I going? Is it crowded? Do I have my mask? Do I have my hand sanitizer? There's so much goes into thinking about it rather than I can just go to the grocery store. Or then when you go to the grocery store, you see everybody else masks. There's plastic, you know, plexiglass things everywhere. There may be arrows directing which way you go. Um, there may be certain products you can't find easily, um, not just like cleaning supplies or paper supplies, but certain foods. Um, it's, it's a challenge and it takes a mental toll whether we're aware of it or not. Um, so I'm hoping we're able to reflect on it, appreciate the challenges we've experienced. And I hope we learn. I don't want to go back to how things were. I hope we can use this as a way to learn, okay, what do we need to be doing better um, for collectively, but also individually? What are the things I need to focus on? How do I take care of myself better? From your position, what, what are the problems you're preparing yourself that we're going to have to deal with for the next couple years, if not longer, from an, a, an emotional, a mental, a mental state. I mean, this isn't going to be, yes, the vaccine's here and eventually those plexiglass and the mask will go away and all. But we're not just going to flip a switch as a society. So what are you preparing yourselves? What are your colleagues preparing yourselves for what the next couple years are going to look like from your standpoint? Yeah, I think there's going to be, you know, I, I feel like a different type of anxiety um, that we may see um, in terms of how we feel about how we function in the world. You know, I, I often think about or, you know, have read about, you know, after the Great Depression and kind of the mindset and how that impacted people and how they got out of it, but also how those some of those things lingered. I think some of those things are going to linger for us. Um, I also think a lot of grief and loss, a lot of people have missed out on a lot of things or haven't been able to celebrate or participate in certain activities that they're used to um, or, or expected to. Um, and so I think we're going to have to deal with a lot of that, a lot of grief and loss. And also of people, as you mentioned, you know, there's two to 3,000 people dying a day. Those are people's family members. Those are people's loved ones. Um, and their life is lost, you know? And so I think a lot of that is going to come to fruition. I also think exhaustion, you know, like I think people keep uh, powering through again, especially like our, our first line responders and, and certain people they're, they're having to survive and they're having to keep pushing. And there's going to get a point when things start getting back together, there's going to be a certain ex exhaustion and kind of recovery from that, that I think is going to be an important focus point for that. Do you think we could see a, we talk about reckless behavior now, not wearing a mask, you know, these, we see these underground parties of 400 people, but once life gets close to what we're used to being normal, could we see a snapback of what had usually been considered reckless behavior because people feel like they've missed out for so long and they want to get back at it? Is that something that you're worried about or, or is at least something on your radar? Um, I think it's on the radar. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've gotten to the point of worrying about that yet. Cause it's not quite near us. Um, I think it's a possibility. I, I, you know, again, working with college students and I work with student athletes, you know, once that season ends or there's a weekend without a game, 
sometimes there is an overindulgence in, in that fun or the partying or whatever it may be. Um, and I feel like people may do that because like, okay, we're able to go out. We can be, you know, all together. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be more joyous and enjoyable than uh, reckless and harmful. Um, I think, you know, there's always that range. Um, I also think what's going to be hard, you know, kind of speaking to that is thinking about the toll of the pandemic, um, not just on health, well-being, not being able to live our normal lives, but also the financial. Like there's a lot of people who have lost their jobs and losing their homes, um, which also leads to more substance use and abuse and uh, risk for significant mental health difficulty. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 